Brianne, how are you? Hi, P. I'm good. I, have, I mean, it's been, what, two weeks since we last talked? Yes. What's going on in your life? Um, Halloween. Yes, my son, the youngest, is currently running around the house in a Halloween costume, the one for next week, this week. But, I mean, it's too small, so I'm going to have to buy another anyway. So, yeah, we're, we're coming, we're dealing with the fact that it's Halloween next week, and um, we went to Zubu today, and in here in Houston, Zubu is um, this event at the zoo where you get to go in your Halloween costume, and... Um, the kids were just deciding on which Halloween costume they were going to wear because apparently the one we got for this year is just an option. It's not actually what they may end up wearing. And we went through that whole, I don't know what I'm going to wear today kind yes. of thing. And it made me really annoyed, uh -huh. which brings me to our guest today, Hani, because I wished I had some of Hani's adorable dino Sweaters to just throw on my kids and call it a day. I want one for myself. <laughs> you want one for yourself? <laughs> so, yes, let's, um, Pia, can you introduce Hani first? Can I introduce Hani? Hey, sure. Hani's one of my friends. I met her a few years ago. We had the same birth in doula, and she was, and she is awesome and was awesome when I met her. Um, but I'd like to just make Pia introduce everybody because I don't know. <laughs> Well, we have with us today, Hani, and I'm going to, as always, I'm going to allow Hani to introduce herself because who else knows Hani better than Hani? So Hani, tell us about you, about yourself. <laughs> nice save, Pia. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, thanks for letting me be on your podcast. An excellent segue, Brianne, uh, because talking about Halloween and wearable toys and costumes. Uh, my name is Hani Batts, and I am the mama maker behind Wolfie and Stamp Dinosaur Hoodies. We are a kids' creative play brand uh, based online. Um, the website is dinohoodies.com, and we make dinos and dragons for babies, toddlers, kids, and Pia. We even do them for adults. I see. <laughs> Why should kids have all the fun? Um, and we are just wrapping up a record-breaking Halloween uh, costume season and Ooh. getting ready now for um, early Black Friday and Christmas and all that good stuff. Yes. My kids will definitely be getting um, an outfit. Well, not an outfit, a cr uh, creative play sweater toy. Explain to me why this is not just like a regular sweater. Like what makes it different? Sure. Um, so when I say I make uh, dragons and dinos, I'm talking about a, uh, we do like zip up um, hooded sweatshirts. I mean, we also do like, we have twirly Rex dresses and romper different things kind of like limited drops, but primarily like what everybody is into is our hoodies. Now the reason they are different, we don't consider ourselves a fashion brand, is because these hoodies are actually designed for play. So all of our hoodies are um, like, of course, we're talking about dinos and dragons. They have spikes um, and different sort of color combinations. Our dragons have a tail. Not everybody wants the tail. Some moms are nervous with their little ones about having a tail, like if you're not walking yet. 
So right. they might prefer to go like dino style. Um, a lot of moms tell us that the only way they can get their kids to wear jackets is by wearing our jackets because when they put them on, they're not a jacket, they are a dinosaur. So it really invites them to kind of go into this world of magic and, you know, uh, childhood play. And it's really fun for moms because like if we kind of crouch down at their level and we're there with them, we're having that kind of special motherhood moment, a connection with our children where we're actually like playing with them and focused on them. So um, that's why I say we're not a fashion brand. We actually kind of do like more than just like a practical, you know, put on your coat and get out the door. Right. But it is practical in the sense that it is a, it's still a sweater. Sure. It'll keep them warm. Like, um, you know, I'm also here in Houston and we, I don't remember what we were down to last week. Um, I think we were in the fifties and it was really cool to be able to pull out. My son, of course, has an extensive collection of <laughs> dino hoodies. Um, it was really cool to open up his dino hoodie collection and put him in some spikes on his way to school. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's adorable. So how did you come up with this idea? So, um, it, it was a lot of people in sort of my community, the small shop world say, I wanna start a business, what should I make? Um, I did it completely the opposite, which I think is maybe like why I've been so successful because it's really been a passion project. So when my son who is Wolfie of Wolfie and Scamp was little, um, like I was very disappointed with big box offerings for him. Like for little boys, a lot of what you find in retail stores is like, um, yeah, it's brown, it's navy, it's, uh, you know, race cars or sports, and that's it. And, you know, if you go over to the girls section, they've got like all these different textures and colors. Oh, Right. Oh, you're speaking, uh, Pia loves clothes and loves boy clothes. So you are speaking to okay. the right person. <laughs> Sophia knows the pain. <laughs> it's really hard to do this like big box. So when he was little, I just started sewing for him. And one of the things I sewed because I've been obsessed with dinosaurs my entire life was like a dino hoodie. And then I just made him a bunch of dino hoodies. And everywhere we went, people would say something about dino hoodies. So the fun fact about my business is the year I started, I didn't actually sell dino hoodies. Um, I was in a, a group of women with Brianne, we all had the same doula. We were all having babies at the same time. So we were getting invited to like a lot of baby showers and stuff. So I was doing like burp cloths and bibs, things like that, like real practical baby stuff. Right. Um, and I kind of like- Got bored? Started selling, well, it was boring. I wasn't passionate about it, but I s started kind of selling them on Facebook as a limb, but I wasn't Wait, passionate Wait, did you come to my house it. to make bibs with me? Were you at my house? Yes! Oh, that's right! That was a long time ago. I forgot about that, actually. Yes, we did, like, a little bit of workshop. But, um, yeah, so the first year I did that, it wasn't very successful. I really wasn't, like, interested in that. Right. Um, but I'm, you know, again, always very interested in, like, whimsical things and dinosaurs. And so my second year in business, I did something really radical, which was not sell anything I had sold before and only do dino hoodies. And as far as I know, I'm the only person on the planet who is exclusively doing dino hoodies. 
um, people, I had people say to me, like, how are you going to get return business? People can only have like so many hoodies. Um, I've been doing this now, the dino hoodies exclusively since 2016. It is my full-time job. Um, and you know, we're, I'm always growing. So you can be successful if you have a passion and a niche idea that other people also resonate. Right. So what made you actually start your own business in general? Okay, so that's a great question. So um, again, it was sort of like, it wasn't intentional. It was like I was making things and then my coworkers or whatever would see them and say, oh, will you make that for me? And I was making it for free just to like have fun doing it, um, to have a creative outlet because at the time I was working a kind of soul-sucking corporate office job <laughs> and needed that creative space and as a new mom it was very I had you know we all go through this we give everything to everyone else um, and no time to ourselves right and so for me sewing and having a reason to sew gave me me time almost like therapy right because it's not something my husband could do it's not something my son could do I'm the only person who could do it so I kind of started the business almost as like a therapy thing, a creative outlet, an excuse to do something for myself, because if I didn't have that excuse, I would just give everything I have to everyone else, right? Like right. that's a common thing. Um, and then it just, it kind of blossomed into like a legitimate business on its own, just because I was so kind of passionate and learning about business and doing new things. And then eventually, yeah, I just decided I was gonna quit my full-time 15-year career um, to do this instead. And it's, it's been very like fulfilling. So I would say I like kind of, I wouldn't say it's an accident because I think we kind of wind up on the path we're meant to be on, but I never intentionally said to myself, like I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. It's just where I've landed. Right. Um, I, like, I feel like it's my calling, but I didn't know it. Right. That's awesome. I, I just remember that, um, like, when people say they're passionate about things, you were, not only were you passionate, but you also worked hard. Because I remember one time you said you woke up at four o'clock in the morning to sew. That was your sewing time. So I want you to, I want people to know that. Like, <laughs> she made the time to to follow this passion. You know, sometimes we're like, oh, we don't have the time. And sometimes we really don't have the time. We need that sleep. But apparently, <laughs> honey did not eat sleep at 4 a.m. Because <laughs> she was I, sewing. I mean, I'll be honest because um, I, somebody asked me like, how was your son in his first year of life? And I have very little recollection of the first few years of his life and my business because I was so sleep deprived um, because, yeah, I had a full time 40 hour a week job. And then I was, like you said, getting up at four in the morning, working seven days a week, that that sort of thing. And and yeah, there are definitely like gaps in my memory now <laughs> uh, because of it. So. <laughs> but it's worth it. Right. I want you to know, honey, I'm actually, I have a, um, a hoodie in my shopping cart, so I fall oh. in love. <laughs> Thanks, Pia. With the red dinosaur, so shh, don't tell anyone it's a Christmas present. Oh, okay. I love it. 
<laughs> I'll keep the secret. <laughs> so, I don't know. Why dinosaurs? Oh, I mean, I guess that's a great question because I'm not sure that I even know the answer to that. But I, I will say that kind of my earliest memory of the dinosaurs and like the beginning of the obsession um, started in kindergarten. Okay. Um, I remember my teacher had um, a poster on the wall with different dinosaurs. And I was very interested in the Stegosaurus. And it's still my favorite dinosaur to this day. That's um, Cole's favorite. Yeah. I just something about it. I'm just like, it's amazing. But um, it's just one of those things. And I think, like you said, it's Cole's favorite dinosaurs for some people. It's a, a perennial fascination. It's not some things, you know, our trends were interested in things for a period of time, you know, slap bracelets or, uh, you know, maybe I'm dating myself by saying that. Uh, they're I, back. They're, they're back. Okay. They're back. I, my, my, I can get you an LOL, an LOL one right now. Okay. Okay. Everything comes back. But, um, but yeah, dinosaurs is just something that I think people have probably always been interested in since the dawn of time. And for some people, it's just like a fascination that never leaves. And we see that with like young children. And um, as I said earlier, you know, we do like a lot of adult hoodies there. You'd be surprised how many people who are like me just obsessed with dinosaurs for whatever reason. And it just becomes like part of your life. Like a lot of my customers even have dinosaur tattoos, like, Oh, that's interesting. It's, yeah, it's just for some people, it's just a thing. It, but it's, it's really hard to explain. I had a business coach once who was not into dinosaurs. And she was like, well, why don't you start making fox hoodies and robot hoodies and whatever? And I'm like, I'm, it's, it's about the dinosaurs. It's not about the like hoodies. So some people don't get it. But if you get it, um, you really get it and I have a community on Facebook like my fan group is um, it's over 3,000 members right now wow. so there are a lot of people who are like-minded for whatever reason give us a shameless I, plug what is your fan group <laughs> give us a plug um, my fan group is called um, Wolfie and Scamp VIP I think it's called it has a little uh, appendix not appendix has something appended that says um, dino and dragon hoodies for imaginative kids. So, so I think if you just did like dino hoodies for imaginative kids in your search, it would probably come up. So yeah, I'm uh, a part of the fan group. I can invite you. I found it. <laughs> now, um, so my thing is my, my question is for, for people who want to go out and on like do something on their own outside of an SD shop, like, Exactly. How did you go about it? Like, did you start at like an Etsy shop first and then um, get, you mentioned having a, um, a, a business coach. Like what are the steps that you actually took to make yeah. this happen? Okay. So I, there's the history of how I made it happen. And then there's the recommendations of what I would do. And so those are maybe different. Um, what I first started off as is very casually, I started a Facebook business page. That's really bad advice because Facebook heavily filters business pages um, and your posts barely get seen. So I, so that's how I started. Okay. You could go to Facebook and like 
buy things there if you could figure out how to buy it. It was really hard to set up, whatever. Nobody ever saw my stuff. Um, a critical component for me was getting my own standalone website. And I'm on Etsy, but I also have my own website, which is thedinohoodies.com. That's the only one I promote. Etsy is kind of like my side gravy. Um, <laughs> but really, really essential to I, my business being able to grow has been social media. Um, I have a very active Instagram um, account. That, that's kind of what put me on the map. Um, I do, my business, Facebook's business page has grown quite a bit. Um, and this VIP group that I have is really, you know, groups are like the thing on Facebook right now, has really like gotten my stuff in front of a lot of new eyeballs. So that's, that's kind of how I've started and where I've been. Um, what I would say for someone who is new, what are the important things to do? Don't say, I want to start a business, what should I do? I bought a sewing machine, what should I do? Get really good at something. Right. So, and something that you will not get burned out on doing it 10,000 times, right? <laughs> uh, because that is what, if you're going to be a successful business and you are handmade, that's what you're looking at, right? Is the repetition of doing something over and over. Um, I think the benefit for me of my first year not being very successful is I had a lot of practice for sewing a lot of different things. And it's not the thing that I make, but my skills and techniques really grew in that year of practicing. So I would definitely say, like, if you want to start a new business and you're interested in making something with your hands, whatever, jewelry, whatever, get really good at that particular thing. The other advice that I would give is social media, like it's hard to grow your following. It's not easy. It is a, uh, a marathon and not a sprint. Don't mm. expect to open your doors on Tuesday, pop a post on Facebook on Wednesday and make sales. That's not really how it works for most people. Right. Um, so what's your advice to the Instagram and Facebook? Um, like how do you grow followers? Persistence. You have to, well, first of all, on Instagram, you have to have great photos. Mm. Um, and so like a thing, again, that's been big for my brand is I actually have a rotating team of models, brand reps, um, and they're all selected based on their photography skills and their kind of how much, uh, how much they nurture their own feeds, right? Right, because, right. Like, you can have someone who gives you beautiful pictures, but if they don't nurture their own social media, you know, you have nice pictures, but you don't have people actually seeing your things from their account. So that that's really um, important. And posting often, putting your face in the feed. Like, <laughs> there are so many people who are really, really talented and creative. They're very afraid of putting their face in the feed being seen. So you get a whole bunch of pictures of their workspace, a big cute thing they made in the workspace. This is not engaging. Social media is all about like engaging with someone. If you see someone's face, you're gonna resonate with them. If they tell you a story about a potty training disaster, you're gonna resonate with them. Right. So That's I try for, yes. So I try for me 
like that people who shop with my brand know me just as well as they know my design. So I try to like at least every 12 posts on Instagram have my face in there, something like that. So okay. that's what I would recommend for social media. But it's remind, it's remembering it's the marathon and not the sprint. People right. Know. And I, I'm laughing because um, I didn't realize you had brand reps. And one time I was really confused because I guess is one of your brand reps was pregnant. And she, was, and she was announcing her pregnancy. And I was like, honey's having another baby? <laughs> no. and, and her face was turned. You couldn't really quite see her face. Oh, yes. I know who and that is. And I was so confused. I'm like, hmm. I, I don't. Let me try to figure it out. With right. <laughs> there, there are mothers on my feed who are not me. <laughs> no, yeah. And I was like, hmm. I'm so confused by this. Yeah. Like, okay, my, my business is my baby. So. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> I know you say, honey, you said that you should, if you're going to have a business, it should be something that you're not going to get burnt out with, get jaded with. But have you ever just felt burnt out since you started? Have you ever just uh, had days where you don't want to sew that turned into a few days that you didn't want to sew? Not, not really for me. And that's because my worst day at my business beats my best day being someone else's employee. That is true. I, I really love being my own boss. Have I had disasters? Absolutely. I hired someone who couldn't sew and I didn't realize it until like her stuff was due and it was for Halloween and the deadline was there. Um, so I had to sew like 40 orders in two days, which I had never done before and I will never do again. Um, well, how, did she, how did she get the job? Like, did she sew you things she pretended she sewed? I mean... Well, you know, again, you know, being an entrepreneur, I never prepared for this. So I'm just kind of learning as I go. And I really needed a seamstress. And somebody recommended this girl. She was a sewing, she was going to school for fashion. And her resume looked legit. She said right. she worked for a tailor and done all these alterations. The work is not complicated if you have experience sewing. Um, so without sort of auditioning her right. I just trusted her and what came back was um like I I would think if you had never sewn before <laughs> you would maybe even do better than what came back it was very confusing and then awkward for me because I realized I made a mistake that right. it was on me you know so so yes I've had my disasters but I still and it feels bad for like a day or two but I still like love it so much that it's like it's it's worth you know any sort of pain. <laughs> I feel like there was a, a, a conversation or I don't know a post you said a few years ago about I want to say a former manager or someone in your old profession that said something to you that made you really think I'm not I don't want to do this anymore like something about the more you work, the more money I make or something to that effect, or no matter how hard you work, you'll never. So do you remember yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I've had like a few experiences like that, but um, yeah, the bottom line for me is like, I've had experience in the workplace, you know, being an employee where like people have literally said to me, I feel bad that your child will never get what my child gets. And when like 
asked to clarify, well, um, you know, you you just work your ass off and, oh, are we allowed to curse? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You work so hard and I'm like this manager and I don't have to work so much and my kids will never have to work a day in their life. And, you know, wow. men, heads of the sales department, you know, have said these things and it's, you know what, it's hard to hear that, but it's true. If you're right. working for someone else's dream, you're not, your children are not receiving the benefits of that, you know, and because I've worked in like IT technology, unfortunately, there's a glass ceiling and I got that a lot. You know, I'd right. be seeing, uh, you know, my coworkers get promoted into positions that they didn't even interview for just because it's kind of a boys club, right? So right. yeah, unfortunately, I've had lots of those experiences, but all that dissatisfaction drove me to figure out what I really wanted to do for my life, what I wanted to have for my kid, what I wanted to have for my family. And that's where I've landed today. And I'm very happy about that. That's awesome. Well, thank you. It is. I don't know. I, I feel somewhat inspired over here. That might be a bad oh. <laughs> Great. So, oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Is it, if there's, is there anything that you want to leave us with in party? Any gem, any nugget, any, I don't know. Sure, I would just say for the other moms, um, whatever you do, try to carve out something that is just for you. Um, and if it means you have to get up, you know, a little bit earlier in your day, just try it, make a little sacrifice. You might find out that it's, it's worth it and it's going to keep you um, kind of steady in the chaotic world of motherhood. Um, and also don't let people tell you that if you have an idea, it's not going to work out. If you have an idea, just try it because what's the worst that can happen? Um, you could, you, if you fail, you succeeded at trying something new. Right. So yeah, that, that's. Thank you so much for talking to us. I have one last question. Is okay. there anything new on the horizon? Any new style or design or is that under wraps? Well, um, right now there aren't going to be new like holiday sweaters. We, I really focus on kind of promoting well, like any more imaginative. No, not at this time. The things I'm kind of thinking about right now are kind of like um, growing the brand a little bit bigger maybe with the portfolio that we have, maybe adding our T-Rexes or something, you know, because okay. it's, you know, a t-shirt version of the sweatshirt in the new year. So, okay. so creatures, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe new things. Right, right. Well, I've enjoyed talking with you. I also can't wait to um, receive my hoodie. So no. my order, you can put a rush on it. You can expedite it out. Yeah. <laughs> forward to making your spikes. Thank you. Thank you so much, honey, for joining Brianna and I today. Thank you. This was wonderful. I appreciate it so much. Great. Have a great week. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.